Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body-mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. Welcome back, you sexy animals. This week's episode is with the game changer, Mr. Chris Wiley. I sat down. We actually live streamed this whole thing on Facebook if you want to watch the video. And we jump right into it, and you'll see that it sort of jumps in, and Chris is talking, and we're firing up the, uh, the magnetic coils on my brain to stimulate and upregulate certain areas of the brain. Very, very cool. So it was sort of a live podcast, biohacking, brain optimization extravaganza. We talk about Chris's story. He's been through some stuff, and he is quite the character. Very driven, very focused, really practicing what he preaches. Got all sorts of cool tech that he's helping people out with, and it was great. It was really great to dive deep, to get his take on the brain, to get his uh, expertise shared with y'all. And uh, I really hope you enjoy it. And the sponsor, as always, is Audible. Audibletrial.com slash Brian Hardy. That's where you go. That's where you get your free book and your free 30 days. I love Audible. A fantastic recommendation is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, particularly the meditations in the end. You do those, you record those with your own voice, and things will start to change. Again, Audible, you know, so many audio programs, so many amazing books, all in the comfort and the ease of your cellular device. So you can take that with you. You can listen to it as you shop, as you work out, as you do soft tissue work. Foam rolling is what I do. If you're just going for a walk, cooking, it all works. It all works. And again, that's audibletrial.com slash Brian Hardy. As always, the show notes for things mentioned and to get in contact with Chris to find his work, all that is available at brianhardy.ca slash thegamechanger. Check it out, and I hope you enjoy. So that way, while we're speaking, you're actively getting smarter, more of your brain's turning on, and this is going to be a brain optimization, brain hacking podcast live. Okay. I so, dig it. Let's do it. So um, starting off, what we're going to do is um, these are some coils. We're going to put on this... Uh, this brain man cap. So for the next, you know, 20 minutes, you're going to get to be the brain man. Okay. Okay. I feel honored. Now we'll put this guy on. Let's do that strap up. So, uh, the fact that, you know, this is all about brain hacking. Well, let's hack your brain while we're doing the podcast. Let's do it. And before we get too far into it, I want to give people a bit of uh, context and really figure out, you know, how did this Chris character come to be the game changer? How did he come to be this martial artist, brain hacking, uh, self-optimization kind of guy who has, you know, hyperbaric oxygen chambers and all sorts <laughs> of cool stuff? Like, how, wh what was the process for getting here? Yeah, well, um, 
the moment the main thing was it's really a product of all all the things that were were going wrong and and all the ways I was harming myself, holding myself back, and really everything that I am and continue to be it's I've been basically built you know built the abilities that I've had trained my brain trained my body to operate mm. in a in a profoundly powerful way by tuning into and tapping into you know that deep purpose and spirit and you know energies which all exist within us and we all can learn to channel um, for me my wake-up call was third year university I had three straight panic and anxiety attacks I was studying for the LSAT had a 4.9 GPA at Western University, the top in my entire class, a full ride scholarship to Harvard Law, MBA, pretty well lined up. And um, for me, I was always, always filled with anxiety, stress, put the weight of the world on my shoulders. And before exams, I would just get waves and waves and waves of anxiety. Now, mm. my strategy was, is I didn't really know everything I do about the brain. My strategy was just to kill it, wrote as hard as I possibly could, jam it in, study harder than everyone else. Know every single fact so that way, you know, when I'd have a, an anxiety panic attack, I'd be able to just pour it out on the page. Mm. Um, now as, you know, we, we expand and go into new environments, that just doesn't work, you know. And eventually it, it breaks down, so for me, I went into an LSAT exam and the first exam, it's the night before, I was just worrying, I couldn't sleep. I saw myself praying, you know, please, you know, please don't get the anxiety, please don't get the anxiety, please don't get the anxiety. And I go into the exam, boom, full out panic attack. And one thing I have been my entire life was a determination machine. Mm. And uh, I hadn't learned how to aim it or harness it or control that energy. and. My solution was to study and work harder. So I ended up putting off all my classes at university. I just stopped going to class, focused exclusively on the LSAT. This was something I was gonna conquer. Mm. And I actually, I mean, I studied to learn so fast, I went through every material that existed. So I got to a point where I didn't even have fresh materials to study. So mm. when I taught, you know, when I say determination, I know, you know, what determination's about. But again, second exam, another panic attack. Now, at this point, like, you know, after failures, a lot of people, you know, feel this, you feel like a desperation, you know, mm. you feel like, you know, you need something external to get you over the hump. And for me, I'd always hung out with, with medical students, neuroscience grads, people in upper years, and, you know, they do things like, you know, pop pop and riddle in like Skittles. You'd be, you know, you'd be sitting studying with them in the library and they'd just be popping back, you know, one thing a riddle in our Adderall after another, after another. And my whole life I'd been a naturalist, a mm. uh, personal trainer, ran my own personal training business when I was 16, was big into strength training fitness, you know, with strength training gurus like Charles Poliquin, um, really tuned into that, to the nutrition and everything. And I always, you know, declined. It's like, no, you know, I'm good. You know, I can focus. Um, and then after that second anxiety attack, I felt, you know, a bit of, you know, a desperation, so to speak. So I ended up giving uh, the Ritalin a try. Mm -hmm. My uh, friends, they didn't really know what they were doing or they ended up giving me a dosage, which was like three times what I should have been taking. Mm -hmm. It ended up being like 40 milligrams of Ritalin when someone like me, maybe five would have done. Mm. And 40 milligrams for me with an already hyperactive, emotionally unstable brain just sent me overdrive. Mm. And I always had like an addictive type tendencies with my brain. 
and something like that. It just opened up, you know, the pleasure centers and literally gave me like a high, like, you know, on cocaine. And, um, it really like just hooked my brain on it. And it really, you know, I got to the point where I was scheduling my entire life around when I was going to take these, you know, take Ritalin to succeed in study. Mm. So like, for instance, I wouldn't go to classes and like, you know, Ritalin would have like a four hour half life. So I'd plan, I'd go to the library from this time and you got so, so regimented and you look at kids and it's funny now when I go to universities, you'll see the kids, you'll look at them and it's like that person, they're emaciated. They're definitely, you know, they're definitely, I, I know that look, mm-hmm. you know, I know that look, I know that feel. And I, I see it a lot of times with kids studying for med school or law school. Mm-hmm. And for me, it ended up progressing where I got more and more regimented, started engaging in illicit behaviors because when you mess with dopamine, that's like your decision making. That's what's gonna, you know, you know, influence your decision making, you know, mm-hmm. like impulsive behaviors. That's why you can't rent a hotel until you're like, you know, rent a car until you're like 25 because the prefrontal cortex doesn't finish. Mm. And when you're taking drugs, when you're like 20 years old, 18 years old, dude, you're just messing with your brain at a time when it's still forming. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, so what happened there was, was more and more out of control behaviors. The anxiety got worse, started losing tons and tons of weight, body image, everything got messed up tension headaches like you wouldn't believe started engaging in behaviors I never would have done third LSAT exam comes around third panic attack um, this point in time like I'm having you know heart problems breathing problems and ended up being hospitalized it was 145 pounds and uh, one morning I was just that morning it was like 5 a.m. I just looked and I'm like what the hell am I doing here this is ridiculous mm. and it's like you know had this image of going to Harvard Law as success, and it's like, you know, what am I really passionate about? And that was the brain, learning, the mind, you know, the stuff where it's effortless. Mm-hmm. And I ended up switching my degree from a business to a neuroscience, ended up connecting with this doctor who was working with his autistic son, doing the QEG brain mapping, that very chamber. Okay. So I went in there full, no hards barred, started brain mapping, neurofeedback hyperbaric oxygen therapy. I ended up buying the chamber off the doctor I used it from mm. and uh, then started working with people. Cause mm-hmm. I like literally like was learning everything about brain nutrition, super learning, yeah. um, the neurotechnologies. And like for instance at school, at university, there's classes full of kids. So like you see kids in the library. So I had like 30 kids. It's like, oh, come do neurofeedback with me. And I got to try different kinds of systems, which now I use in my practice, the systems that were most effective. Mm. So I had access to tons of different students, Alzheimer's community in in London, football players, uh, hockey players, people who've had concussions at Western University while working with this doctor in the practice, uh, Dr. Deshane. Mm. And um, with Dr. Deshane really pushing, you know, him to get into more of the, the brain technology side, which is where I discovered things like the neuro field, which is now, actively sending in frequencies that are entraining your prefrontal cortex to high gamma and SMR frequencies, which in English are cat-like stillness frequencies to get your nervous system really relaxed and the gamma mm. to create coherence. Okay. You know how like monks be very blissful? Yeah. More gamma, bursts of gamma is when you get the bursts of bliss, the mm. burst of coherence, the burst of aha moments. Okay. So we just uh, we just finished an eight minute protocol, getting your brain into that state. 
And okay. now um, I'm going to uh, just going to do a little bit of work over here is called the uh, cingulate gyrus underneath, which is like the gear shifter in the brain. Okay. So we're just going to, you know how sometimes you can get stuck on whatever the anxiety. Stuck in a loop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to open that up. Okay. So Sounds can, good. We can keep running. So basically. Uh, so yeah, you're working with all these different populations. You're working with athletes, Alzheimer's patients, autistic uh, individuals, um, and really seeing how through technological rather than pharmaceutical intervention, you can train up or down or rehabilitate certain aspects of the brain. Yeah, I'm Mr. No Holds Barred, optimize your brain through the different ways that we can influence our brain and body. Number mm -hmm. one would be, um, tech, you know, you, how we use our mind, our consciousness, our mind, the power of neuroplasticity to change our brain. Mm -hmm. uh, this is indisputable, there's entire books, how you think changes you know how your brain is firing mm -hmm. and how your brain is wiring yeah that's where the neuro-linguistic programming comes in that's where some of the trans hypnosis comes in that's where the super learning strategies you know how we got into some of the ways where you can super learn an audiobook or an actual book that's the mental software programs those are not only installed in products of your brain they change your brain okay so your consciousness is actively shaping your brain and body Okay. So that's the one route, using the consciousness component. The other route would be, you know, using technologies to change our neurological firing, you know, mm. the mechanics of the brain. This is where we get into like, you know, doing QEEG, brain imaging, and then the neurotechnologies to change the brain. So the technology is like our tool, you know? Okay. Imagine, you know, I'm just doing brain surgery without a scalpel here and, you know, rewiring and recreating your brain through technology as one tool. Yeah, and a far more elegant solution I would find than for, you know, the average Westerner who's very stressed out and, you know, you tell them to go meditate and they probably look at you funny. Um, and so this sort of does the work well, what is for meditation? you in a sense. Dude, well, that's a good question. People don't even know it. What that's is meditation? Question. What do you think meditation is? Uh, what do you think things like hypnosis are? Um, really, all it is is concentration. Mm. Uh, now, med meditation is a way, it's a tool to access deeper parts of your brain, tune into deeper frequencies, higher frequencies, more expanded states of consciousness, where you're actively changing your brain, you're bringing your brain to a different state, a state in which some of the filters, mm. which block out energy and information, shut down, basically opening your brain to more energy and information in the universe. Okay. Now there's different ways to get to that state, um, to get to that nirvana, you know, enlightened state where you're connecting with a lot of light. Mm -hmm. uh, one would be Taoist meditation, a way of focusing exclusively on one point. When you focus on one point, the, the neurons in the brain, they keep firing and firing and firing. And then when they do that, they eventually habituate, shut off, okay. which is why they do, you know, transcendental meditation. Not only do the sounds create frequencies which entrain the brain. You're actually habituating the brain by doing the same thing, shutting off the prefrontal cortex, the thinkadu, you know, mm. part of the brain and dropping to deeper parts. Other form would be Shaolin, which would be emptiness. And I actually combine them. Okay. And then if you ask, oh, what's hypnosis? It's basically directed meditation where we're focused on getting specific outcomes. So okay. for instance, with the, with the, you know, 
some 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 people that just do hypnosis for exploration to get other states but for us we just did a bit of trance work you know specifically on rewiring your automatic habitual response to instead of oh shit worry anxiety to now be focused mm. on where you're going mm -hmm. make sense it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense and i'm that's why i'm such a believer in this stuff is because um when you get down to it you know consciousness is the root of everything and the quality of your consciousness is going to determine in my experience the quality of your life Right, the quality of your thoughts, the quality of your plans, the quality of your relationships. And so by accessing these different tools, whether it's the neurofeedback, whether it's hypnosis, um, whether it's some of the nu nutritional strategies, right? Brain nutrition, support, yeah, we didn't get into to that. Support, yeah. Well, we, can, we will, we will. To support the you know, biochemical makeup, the physiology, right? Like the, the, the actual building blocks. All of these things are available to us, right? So when we start to stack them, that's where I get really excited. Yeah. Right? So the magic happens. Yeah. And it's like, it's also why we were just speaking with someone about some of, you know, the, um, the unfortunate circumstances when it comes to regulations and, and uh, you know, the medical system and so forth. Because they want to test everything in separation, right? They want to do placebo-controlled trials, sort of thing, to prove that this works. Yeah, but, double blind. Yeah, but what you don't like, what people don't know is, when you look in a biochemistry textbook, all the studies and research that's been done is by taking the water out of cells, you know, dehydrating them and studying them. Mm. And when you you, know, you remove the water, ninety-nine percent of it's the water, and the water changes the whole the ge geometric you know, magnetic electrical properties. Mm -hmm. You're not really studying how things happen in real life. Yeah. And the biggest thing is, is in real life, we're designed to connect to the cathode positive charge of the sun, the anode, the negative charge and life is the, you know, the animation, the dance between, you know, those relative energies. Mm. So when we're studying things in a lab, we're actually not connecting. We're not operating the same light optics. We're not connected to the magnetic, you know, field of the earth, mm. which those completely change how our biology functions. Definitely. So Definitely. it's a matter of, this is the biggest thing is things either work or they don't. I mean, you know, you're either succeeding or you're not, mm. you know, you're either doing the things you want to do or you're not. Yeah. So the biggest barometer would be, you know, what's actually working. There comes a point in time where your studies don't mean anything unless they're leading to, you know, outcomes that actually make people better. Yeah. And then just, you got to understand everything's contextual. It's just like what you want to eat is going to be contextual. I mean, if you're near the equator getting tons of sun, you can handle more carbohydrates because they're naturally designed to grow there. And the light energy is going to be connected with the light energy in the food. They're going to be matched and poof, your body's going to be able to handle it. Mm -hmm. Now, we're further north here. Do you think you can eat more carbohydrates or do you think you need to eat more like a great white shark? Yeah, typically you got to cut some of the carbohydrates and get more on the fat side. Yeah, and this mm. is where everyone knows fish oil is good for the brain. Well, why is that? because it basically is a collector of electrons. It has these pi electron clouds which convert light into a DC current. Mm. So the less energy we get from the sun, the further north we are, the more DHA and seafood we need. And it makes sense. That's where you look at ancestral Inuit, the native diets eating, you know, just basically, you know, fish and blubber mm -hmm. and having, you know, zero heart disease, you know, having zero cancer. And um, why? Because you have the DHA in it, the energy source. Yeah, and so it's like, 
up until very recently, we didn't really have the choice to go against these natural sort of properties, right? We didn't have the choice to ship bananas across the planet or to, you know, buy fish oil capsules or to, um, you know, have the immense variety yeah. um, of choice when it comes to what we can eat, right? And so people get lost because they think, oh, you know, I'm going to have a fruit smoothie for breakfast. They think it's healthy. You know, eat your fruits and vegetables. Yeah. And in the right context, it can be good. Yes. But if you're in a Canadian winter, right, and you're throwing back mangoes and bananas. Yes. Um, it's not, you know, environmentally. It's a mismatch. Yeah, exactly. Everything, everything's supposed to be coupled together. Mm. It's just like when we talk about, we talk about supplements, like fish oil supplements. Do you think you should be taking fish oil supplements? Well, ideally, no. Because um, they're not proper, you know, geometric position to be integrated into our brain. Now, fish are naturally, you know, fish naturally designed to eat other fish, which are naturally designed to eat the algae and convert the DHA into the proper geometric position for that DHA, the fatty acid, to be a paramagnetic molecule, which our brain is one of the biggest magnetic fields, would then draw it to the brain. Mm-hmm. Now, when we're taking something in a, you know, an oxidized fish oil supplement from Costco, you know, that's likely not getting to your brain. And if you're taking fish oil, it's like, oh, I don't notice a difference. Well, you know, eat the actual wild seafood. And oh, what about, you know, heavy metals and stuff? Well, the biggest thing is your redox potential, the charge of your immune system is what's the dictator of your ability to detox metals. Mm. And then you just throw some sea vegetables on it. You throw some oregano, rosemary, you know, chlorella and the things that naturally remove those things and you have the perfect harmony. Mm-hmm. Okay, so besides the fish oils, what other sort of go-tos would you say or, or staples in your personal regimen for, your, for brain nutrition? Brain nutrition, well, the best thing is, is your brain is you know, 70% fat and you need you know, fat to run this noggin. I mean, you know, you look at, I mean, people will look at me or you look at other people and you know, you see very lean and it's like, you couldn't imagine how much fat I put in my body. Now, my favorite fats is, are the fats for fuel. Mm. That's where uh, coconut oil and MCT oil, I mean, I ain't running on sugar. I've had zero sugar today. I'm running on the fatty acids, which are converting to ketones, which are supplying tons and tons of energy to the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, because here's the thing, everything's an energy game. We all know, you know, all life is energy and energy is life, right? Um, well. What is food? Food's codified energy. So codified energy in form of electrons. Now fatty acids like in coconut oil, one mole of fatty acid has 147 ATP, Mm. energy currency of cell. Uh, One mole of glucose from a blueberry has 36. So one mole from a fatty acid has four and a half times more energy. Now what's the biggest energy hog in your body? Your brain. So if you're supplying more energy to your body, what's going to work better? Your brain. Your, your brain. Yeah. You're going to focus better. You're going to remember better. You're going to be on better. It's mm-hmm. like I'm on 24-7 because I'm putting the best fuels in. You know, I'm taking care of the, you know, the engine. I'm giving it, you know, the super, super driving on, you know, as fast as I can. I'm giving it the time, you know, for meditation, deep relaxation, you know, connecting. Um, and when you fuel your brain right, it can work, you know? You mm-hmm. don't have to get tired. Yeah. You don't have to get fatigued. You don't have to have brain fog, you know? It can, you can change the forecast and make 
pretty well every day, you know, bright and sunny. And, you know, mm. frankly, if you're working with people, there's a lot of people coming in and they want to tell you all about their thunderstorm and rainstorms and all their problems. You better be beaming, you know, energy and sunlight to shine on them. Otherwise, you know, you know, someone's got it. Mm. So uh, fatty acids, coconut oil, MCT oil, and you can get some of the best coconut oil and MCT oil right on uh, the Game Changer website on Brain Power Nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stuff I'm using right now, the Bulletproof stuff's great. Fantastic. Um, you know, they got high quality stuff. I mean, I drink their stuff, I feel great. So mm-hmm. that's the metric, you know, stuff. If you feel great after eating something, like when you eat something, it's like not just like an awe, but if you feel good after it, yeah. if you have more energy, it's like, damn, that was a good food choice. Yeah, and the same thing I think goes for exercise many times, right? People want to go and kill themselves in the gym, whether they're doing some cardio or they're hitting <laughs> the weights or whatever it is. And I'm all for, you know, pushing and going all out, but not necessarily all the time, right? Doing it in a balanced way where you explode and then recover, right? Explode and recover and sort of have that balance so that when you're done, yeah. you come out feeling better, dude. Right? Yeah, more you're- energized you're hitting right on like the key philosophy Mm. is all exercise. It's pretty well external. The Western world, it's external, you know, external manifestation of energy, build your muscles, but you ain't bringing that energy in. You ain't consolidating it and building the internals. Mm. So if you have the balance between the externals and the internals, then you can go as hard as you want. So for instance, when I'm doing high intensity weights, I'll kill the, you know, the sets it's just in between. I'm doing, you know, some subtle qigong to channel and bring the energy back. Mm. So that way, rather than just going on a cardio machine, letting all the energy dissipate, I'm harnessing the energy. So when I finish my workout, I'm feeling like more energy than when I started. Yeah. I'm feeling more juice than when I started. So now like your workouts can build you up. Mm-hmm. It's about the proper balance of the internal and external. And then if you can add in some meditation, uh, ideally right after a workout, bring all the energy back. Yeah. And so I, 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 I understand that, you know, those systems are a big part of your life, right? And you're doing hours a day of martial arts, of Qigong, yeah. of, I'm not sure what else, Shaolin, I believe, style you're training. Yeah, well, like, like official Shaolin. So I've been trained by a few Sifus. Um, the latest Sifu I'm training with is a Shaolin monk one of the head of Shaolin. If you look at YouTube videos of Shaolin monks, these are like students of this Sifu. Um, So I'm learning the Shaolin Kung Fu, Shaolin Qigong, Tai Chi, and I'm official disciple of Shaolin myself Mm. um, from learning my other Sifu and now this Sifu. So uh, I'm training every day Shaolin Kung Fu, Qigong, Tai Chi, uh, you know, four or five hours, not to mention working in my practice, you know, eight, 10 hours. So I need to, I need to have like super, you know, human type energy. Yeah. It's a very full schedule, very full and yeah. High demand, high demand, like always, you know, always being on, but everything works together. Mm -hmm. You see when I'm doing Tai Chi and I'm moving my body in a completely fluid way, my body's actually moving itself and I'm getting moving meditation. Mm -hmm. I'm actively healing and charging my body. I'm actively just flooding my brain with unbelievable amounts of neurochemicals because I'm stimulating huge amounts of neurogenesis with the fine movements. Mm. I'm working on my memory when I'm doing Tai Chi. I'm working on my consciousness when I'm doing Tai Chi. I'm expressing my spirit. I'm expressing myself when I'm doing Tai Chi. 
Mm-hmm. That's what people, they miss. They don't get, you know, they don't express themselves when they work out. They don't even get to that zone where they can begin to express themselves. Mm-hmm. That's why I like the Shaolin Kung Fu and the martial art is the art form of it. So for instance, when you get to a point, you develop the energy and then the chi takes over and the moves flow through you. Yeah. And it becomes your own artistic expression. Like I'll go for hours where the chi takes over and I'll just do like all these variations of every move I've learned will just express themselves. Mm. And your in your in your your body takes over, your energy takes over, your spirit takes over. Mm-hmm. And that's often the times where I get the, you know, genius, you know, insights, ideas for for business, for you know, personal life, for for videos, for blogs. Yeah, it's the flow state, right? It's that elusive flow state that everyone's after, that athletes talk about. Elusive? Well, for some of us. I mean, now I'm loving the the research and the different practices that are proven, right? Proven triggers to flow, like the whole, you know, the work that Stephen Kotler and those guys are doing. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, finding reliable triggers. I think I find a lot of people, like you hear, for instance, someone who runs, Right. They use running because they're able to tap into that flow in a reliable way, right? The same way that people do martial arts, depending on if it's a Qigong style or jiu-jitsu. Right? Yeah. You reach that point where the mind shuts up and it's just acting. It's just yeah. flowing and being and it's a beautiful place. So let's investigate that. Let's deconstruct mm-hmm. that. What's the one common element between all of those things? Running, uh, meditation and the martial arts. What are you doing over and over again? You're, I mean, you're breathing, usually in a conscious way. You're focusing Focusing. on the same thing over and over and over and over again. Mm. And then the prefrontal cortex just shuts off and the whole Mm. rest of your neurology takes over. That's why people love running. You move your legs and you get it, then you get in the runner's trance. Meditation, you focus on your breathing for a few minutes, then you get into meditative trance. Martial artist, you do your warm-ups, your punch and kicks and stuff, and then you get into, you know, mm. a trance. So the one thing is, if you want to get into more flow states, is focus intensely on what you're doing. If you're, if you want to get into a flow state when you're working on a computer, a breathe deeply, b focus your brain on exclusively on what you're doing. Whenever your brain wants to wander, go back. Keep mm. focusing on it. If it's not coming, keep focusing, keep focusing, keep focusing. Then your brain will get to that state. Mm-hmm. Then what I want you to do is, I want you, before you work on your computer, I want you to think of the most focused, the most you've been in flow ever. Like one of the most powerful times. Then I want you to see that memory. I want you to float inside of it. Mm. Okay? I want you to float inside of it, see what you saw, feel what you felt. And then get that feeling back. Because when you're in flow, your energy moves in a certain way. I want you to fully associate with it. Get those feelings back and then open your eyes and look at whatever you want to work on. Then, because you've associated with that flow state, now you're going to be in that flow state mm-hmm. for like an hour. And then maybe you put your alarm clock or whatever just so for the next hour when you have you know, a client that you wake up, now you're dissociated. Mm-hmm. When you're dissociated, now you got to plan your day. This time this, this time this, this time this, this time this. When you're in flow, you drop in. Mm-hmm. You're associated. A lot of people, they're not in the flow because they're living their life entirely dissociated. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And um, it's not the language that I typically think about it in, but I always think of like, you know, disintegration. It's brain, it's what the brain is doing. Mm. 
See, when you drop into flow, you fully associate and all those inhibitions, everything drops off and you're fully one with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's why the martial artist is one with what he's doing. You know, the meditation, you experience the oneness. When you're writing, you're writing, it's coming out and you're just tuning and channeling. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the only channel you're tuned into. Mm -hmm. You know, so flow is not only the expansion of perceptual, you know, stimuli, it's also the narrowing of the foci of attention, you know? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And so, um, yeah, I think a lot of people... So let's talk about hacks to get into flow, right? Mm -hmm. So we talked about the focusing. focusing. I just gave you right there a strategy to use your brain to get into flow. Mm. See what happens in flow. You get all these floods of neurochemicals. So this, let's, let's throw in a super brain beverage. Let's throw in some coffee, maybe throw in some cacao, MCT oil, reishi, cordyceps, coconut oil, blend that up. Drink it, immediately your vibration will go up. Mm -hmm. You'll release the compound pharmacy, then you focus. Or you know, you try like, try like a nootropic or something, something like a Siltep or something. Or something like, I mean, I don't personally recommend or use them myself, but things like, you know, you can try some of the racetams and stuff. Um, I actually, I've pretty well gotten away from that just for long term. It's not sustainable, but uh, more the natural nootropics. Get into that, some herbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So make like an elixir beverage, uh, then focus. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why I love, I love you dropped the... Uh... You know, reishi, cordyceps, lion's mane is a favorite of mine. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. The effect that these natural compounds, natural little living beings on this planet have when we bring them in. Dude, they impart, they impart the intelligence upon you. People just think, oh, it's just food. But there's certain, like, you know, compounds, which, you know, earth is just so blessed to give us. And when you consume them, they have immune systems of their own. They have mm-hmm. energies of their own. They have consciousness of their own. They have dual directional properties of their own. A mushroom grows on a tree and sucks up all the levitational energy. When you consume that, what do you think that energy is doing you? Elevating, levitational. What are levitational? Hormones, adrenaline, you know? Mm. When you consume those things, all of a sudden, you have way more energy to work with. All of a sudden, that intelligence becomes imparted on your immune system and your immune system starts regulating better. Then if you do qigong and stuff while you're doing that, now you're channeling and developing the body with all this fuel you've just put in. And this is where the stacking upon stacking upon stacking really comes in. Yeah, that's a powerful thing. It's definitely a powerful thing. And so for people out there, if this sounds like totally outside of your experience or your you know, comfort level, just start with one thing, right? Just start with one thing. Maybe it's finding a tai chi class, finding a qigong class, watching a video on YouTube or trying, you know, some sort of uh, medicinal mushroom powder of some sort. Yeah, we're all done with this, brother. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just, like, on that, like, when it comes to nutrition, it's, you know, stop worrying about, you know, you know, so much about the food. Just add in one, you know, awesome thing. Add in one brain beverage. Mm-hmm. Get the fats, you know, get the foundation, and then add in, like, some herbs. Blend that up, drink that. Add one of those a day. You know, and then add in one like superfood green. Start there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, simple the- steps make the difference, right? Small hinges swing large doors. So don't get overwhelmed, right? You don't got to do everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it's a, a step-by-step process. I mean, you have some people 
like, you know, who are in, you know, in business and they're just like, oh my, you know, give me everything, you know, give me, you know, the bullet point, you know, what do you eat? You know, how do you work out? When do you work out? You know, okay, how do you think you want it? You're planning, you know, how do you motivate yourself? And, you know, and then, I mean, you give them as much, but for a lot of people, sometimes you just start with one thing, mm-hmm. you know, and you build it up. Um, for me, I just care about the end result. I care about, you know, feeling incredible, having up and you know incredible amounts of energy i don't care what specific things doing it i'm gonna do it all and you know uh give my body every every good thing to succeed mm-hmm. it's just like if you have cancer or autism it's like does it really matter you know certain neurofeedback will affect one autistic kid different another autistic kid you know for some kids the nutrition will have a bigger impact you know it's going to be unique for each person but when you put it together now you have a systematic approach which is optimizing each element and variable which together for the whole system can create systematic change mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a magical process not a magical pill and yeah. and the manifestation of that is just going to new levels of consciousness new levels of thinking new levels of feeling new levels of vibrance new levels of health yeah because your body will follow your consciousness mm-hmm. your health will follow your consciousness it starts with here mm-hmm. you know yeah. That's the whole thing, right? You got to make a decision, right? You got to decide to do something differently and then move in that direction. Right? Yes. You see people that are depressed or overweight or whatever it is. How are they thinking? What are the words they're using? What are the patterns they're running? It all follows, right? Yeah. So that's why I love the sort of NLP side of things, right? The pattern interrupts. Because I feel like a lot of people, most of us, I mean, I didn't get into health until I had a pattern interrupt, which was my appendix rupturing. Right, oh, shit. that's what it was for me. It sounds like for you, it was more of a panic sort of thing. Oh yeah, right. The mental overwhelm, and pretty much everybody I meet who who really lives this stuff and dives deep, has had something, a really like a crisis moment of sorts. Yeah, right? because for most people, it takes a crisis moment to wake them up. And I'm here to say, you do not need to be in a hospital bed. You do not need to wait for the crisis to wake up. You can just wake up right now and get ahead of the game. Yeah. You know, which makes a lot of sense to me. It should be a smart thing. And the whole thing with the NLP stuff is like actively, actively thinking. Most people, they're just remembering. They're letting their brain run wild. So it's just going to flop. I mean, your brain doesn't care. It's just like a car. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just going to drive, where, you know, anywhere. You have to actively get behind the bus. Actively use your consciousness. Actively aim your conscious mind, which is the flashlight. And then your brain will take you there. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. 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 I want to get uh, your top three resources. If there are three things, teachings, teachers, books, documentaries, that, that you would like to share with people. What would those top three be? Yeah. Well, I, I've learned from a few mentors. Number one is uh, uh, one of the guys is a neurosurgeon, Jack Cruz. Mm-hmm. And uh, just watch one of Jack Cruz's uh podcasts listen to the ideas that he has to say and you know tell me that that doesn't make sense that everything boils down to life magnetism and water uh this is a neurosurgeon type in jack cruz watch one of his videos better yet read his book the epipaleo you know prescription he's a neuroscientist you know his communication isn't that clear that's what guys like me you know are 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 designed to do is you know to take the experience to take the science take the knowledge go out in the world and live and breathe it and share it with the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, someone like Jack Cruz, he's a neurosurgeon. He cuts people's brain open for a living. 
and uh, you know he's taken the quantum physics and brought it right to our biology, mm-hmm. right to our brain. So check out one of his podcasts, read one of his book, Epipaleo Prescription. Number two is you gotta learn something about thinking, how to you know actively use your consciousness and think. So I'd recommend recommend you get one of another one of my mentors' books is uh, Dr. Richard Bandler. I would get one of his books. Get a simple, get the simple introduction to NLP, mm. and it's uh, it's it's a really you know small book. Uh, takes you through like a seminar, like a one day seminar, uh, through the person and the perspective of this guy named John. Mm. Uh, really cool. Yeah, grab the book, the intro to NLP, Dr. Richard Bandler. Then number three is you got to learn some way to move your body, get your energy going. Your body is a way, you know, it's a vehicle for you to tune into more, you know, spirit and energy. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend you learn some, you learn some Qigong, Tai Chi, yoga, something that's going to work on the motor coordination, the energy, the Qi, something that's going to build the internals, mm-hmm. something that's going to allow you to express your spirit more. And high intensity weightlifting is great. It's just, you need to combine that with something you know, that's going to work on building the body's energies, find motor movements, yeah. um, you know, really work on the mind and spirit. So, you know, whether, you know, you're following some of my Qigong stuff, Tai Chi stuff, you, you really can't read this stuff in a book. You got to mm-hmm. learn from like a master and learn the movements. I mean, even transitions in Tai Chi are so fine, you know, you can't just read a book and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where, you know, a lot of the stuff that I'm posting and sharing and writing about is going to take the ancient philosophy and bring it to the modern world, you know, to action yes. steps. Yes. So, you know, I'm writing books and stuff and the videos and stuff. And even when we talk today, it's weaving in the philosophy. So, mm-hmm. you know, tune into some of that and, uh, you know, go out and try, you know. if Yeah, your life is an experiment, right? Yeah. So get excited and get, get invested in making it a fucking fun and you know, entertaining and engaging and purposeful experiment. Yeah. Right? And I love, I love that. The whole taking the old and infusing it with the new, right? That's my whole yeah. reason for being essentially feels like it's just to, to cultivate or to find, right? The people who have been protecting that wisdom for generations. Yeah. And then make it digestible for the modern day. Yeah. And this is where someone like, when you look at like someone like Bruce Lee, Mm. You know, you know, no style with style, you know, you know, um, you know, formed formlessness, you know, we're taking all these different disciplines and, you know, martial arts and and philosophies and putting them together to your own unique expression. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where, you know, that type of thinking really resonates. It's like, okay, how can we take, you know, the best that Shaolin monks do that really expand their consciousness, really get their body to do incredible things. Mm -hmm. How can we combine that with modern day technology and neuroscience? How can we combine those to really push the limits of what the human body can do, what the human brain can do and consciousness can do, Mm -hmm. you know, and how can we, you know, explore, you know, the heights, explore what's possible. And, you know, you know, one day, you know, at one point we didn't believe we could run four minute miles, go to the moon, yada, yada, yada. And all of those, you know, things end up happening. So mm-hmm. the fun question is when I wake up every morning, it's like, damn, you know, what fun, what freaking incredible things can I make happen today? Yeah. You know, how can I, you know, amaze myself? You know, you know, how can I do things I didn't think I could do? Mm. You know, and I then uh, as Bruce Lee said, then you can have the fuckingest life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, man. Okay. 
couple couple quick rapid fires. Rapid fire. So, what is one thing that you either recently or are currently letting go of? Ooh, letting go of. I'm a. Uh, that's a good question. There's a few things running through my mind. Uh, number one is is uh, again, it's that being the Mr. Optimizer with everything, and it's contextual. You know, if I'm going to work with a client, I'm going to be Mr. Optimizer. I'm going to optimize you, you as fast as possible. Um, in relationships, especially you know with like you know women, it's like okay, you know, Mr. Optimizer needs to know when he can be Mr. Optimizer and when there's a time just to listen. Mm. So letting go of you know that need to just optimize and fix everything and you know and just just be mm. and just be so that's one big thing for all you guys watching is mighty important you know I'm get right. good at listening and saying yes dear i'm right there with you I'm yeah right there with you and the last one yeah is when you hear the statement redefining reality what does that bring up in you uh it brings up in me the essence of consciousness is the ability the ability to see, create, build. You know, that's the one thing everyone talks about entropy and disorder in the universe. Well, what's the one thing that unifies and brings things together? Consciousness. So when you think about redefining reality, it's like how can you redefine, recreate your own reality? How can you see the world the way it isn't and make it so? That's what Einstein, Tesla, all these brilliant creators and geniuses did. They saw the world the way it wasn't and then they made it that way. Mm-hmm. And that's why people are called visionaries, you know, innovators is because they create an idea in their mind and all it takes is an idea from which to, you know, lead to a creation, lead to a new reality. Mm. So literally do not underestimate the relative nature of the universe and the power of your consciousness to recreate your reality because it's just your reality and it could be any reality for you if you create it in just the right way. I love it. I love it. Chris, this has been fantastic. I know we've got other things to get on with, but I appreciate the time. I got an autistic boy that I ended up here in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I just want to take a second to acknowledge you for the work that you're doing. Thanks, Right, man. And for opening up your space and for sharing all this with me and just being generous and just giving, right? Giving so much and empowering people to feel their best. It's much appreciated. It's what I do, man. Much appreciated. Okay. If people want to find Chris... Where's the best place for them to do that? Uh, well, you can find me here on, on Facebook, Chris Wiley, The Game Changer. You can uh, follow me on Twitter, one Chris Wiley, uh, gamechanger.expert, and also on YouTube, uh, just Chris Wiley, and you'll see a whole bunch of videos. I mean, I'm gonna get to the point where I'm sharing pretty well inside looks at the things I do daily, mm. working with clients, optimizing myself to really give people the experience mm. of, you know, how, you know, they can, you know, optimize themselves, how, you know, you're able to take them, you know, your performance and what you can do to a new level and just to create a deeper level, you know, of intimacy and connection, so to speak. And of course there's books and, you know, speaking events and seminars all lined up. So mm-hmm. I'll be sure to share those across the social media. So yeah, man. yeah. All right, brother. Fantastic. Okay, for all you out there, that will be linked up in the show notes. All those links that we just talked about, Chris's information, his social, some of the resources we mentioned, that'll all be linked up at uh, the blog exactly. post. At the blog post, which is going to be brianhardy.ca slash game changer. And that's where everything will be. 
Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for redefining reality. And thank you for caring about the quality of your life and the life of those around you. Much love. Until next time. I sleep with one eye yeah, man, I've been around the rock a couple times, read the details in between a bunch of lines, the devil, but fuck it, tonight the moon is full, and I'm out with my wolves, we all dressed in wool, slow motion through this giant masquerade ball, everybody got their mask on and face off. Yeah, you're damn right we having fun tonight I got shit to do, but I've had a few, so fuck it, right? I live a year-round festival season All it takes is a few drinks and I'm texting my demons Hello. Slow dancing with destiny on this tightrope I hope I make it home to you before the light shows And I know I said I wouldn't do this again But baby, right now you're my only friend When I lost my way When I'm on my knees When I'm coming down you're my dopamine When there's no way out When I don't believe When I'm coming down You're my dopamine When I'm falling, falling, falling It's a drug in me When I'm falling, falling, falling You're my dopamine Yo, you see those dark clouds covering my conscience? I need help, I'm in love with my own monsters I did it again, but never is it my mistake Until you're wide awake and life feels like a tidal wave Night and day, I used to welcome the high And at that moment, black roses fell from the sky It's like they want the truth Well fuck it man, I'll be honest You may see a happy chap, but not a recovering alcoholic You can see I'm blessed, but not me being self-abusive You can see my success, but not the wife that helped me through it then like a ray of light, I see my baby boy You make your mother glow, you bring me crazy joy Too many reasons to love life Watching the sunrise in my son's eyes When I lost my way When I'm on my knees When I'm coming down You're my dopamine When there's no way out